right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. I am Larry Monkey. You can find me on Twitter at FFLarryMonkey. And as always, I am here with Run DFF Justin Rogers. What's up, my what man? The, what the hell was all that shit, man? Are you on a finger right now? I'm psyched, man. I'm, psyched. <laughs> I'm pumped. I'm just man. pumped. Man, I don't know, man. When when it when a guest just comes in when we get in our little chat, you know, pre-show and stuff, and when the guest chimes in, I am fucking ready for tonight. I am looking forward to this, and that's what this guy did. And I just got boom. It was just electricity just shot into my ankles and just boom all the way up my if body. This was a live show. People might see me like on the verge of a seizure over here. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, man, am I ready? How about you? I'm stoked, man. I've had a long ass week of work already. Yeah. I'm ready to just chill out right now. So the temperature down there in Mississippi. Hot as fuck. That's no. what it is. No. 96, 97 degrees. That's nothing, man. Nothing. I know you guys have been, yeah. But it's also <laughs> like 80% humidity. Yes. I <laughs> have been running, Mr. Run DFF. I mean, I've been running. I, I hurt my knee and blah, 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 blah. Long story short, I decided to test it out. I went to the track instead of the trail, which is the, it's like a you know pavement trail. And I walk and I ran on the track because it's softer. Anyway, successful yep. mission. Everything was great. No pain. So it's like a bit. It's been a hundred. It's like 106 degrees up here in New oh, Jersey. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Up there, and yeah. it's like humid stuff. You know, like you walk to your car and then you sit in your car and you're sweating before. Like you don't. You're not yeah. even outside for more than 10 seconds and you start sweating. I don't know, man. So I'm, I'm on the track today and I did four miles um, yesterday and today two and a half miles and I'm like, ooh, 20 years ago I'd be able to just you know bust out another two no worries you know but i'm an old guy dude i can just drop <laughs> it at any moment right yeah you are kind of yeah. old you are yeah. getting up there man got a baby on the way oh yeah. you're not like michael sipes old but you're pretty I old i know i know well, anyway <laughs> so let's you know let's get this guy on man oh man am i ready to say this guy's name correctly i cannot wait i believe in you I believe well, in you. A columnist. You know, it's how do you say that? You can't say that five times. Yeah. Hey, come on now. He's a podcaster. He's a, a senior digital media editor at IBT underscore media. Uh, we've seen that popping off on Twitter every now and again. And I think this guy's going to tell us all about it. I mean, he's got all this stuff on it on his Twitter page, man. I don't even know what half of this stuff is. I can't wait to find out. 32 FF. I think it's uh, something he's putting together with his wife. Oh, that is correct. Oh. And he's a colleague of, of somebody that I'd probably rather have on tonight uh, at Jen Polvogt, P-O-L-V-O-G-T. And he's in the SFB 11. We'll talk about that. Mr. At J-E-N-N-T-E-J-A-C-K-F-F, Jenate Jack F-F, Nate Polvogt. What's up, my man? Man, I feel like you're like you're jacking me up to get in a fight here. Like, <laughs> bring me, bring me Jake Paul, bring me freaking Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao. Let's go. Let's get ready to rumble. Yes, Perfect. Yeah. Just to be clear, I would last about five seconds in that ring with any of those guys. 
Cause I feel like not only are they stronger than me, they're faster than me. And I couldn't run fast enough before I got knocked out. Um, I'm great, man. I'm stoked to be here. I'm really excited. I've wanted to do, I love hot sauce. So anything with the hot sauce name in it, like I get like all butterflies in my stomach. Like a lot of guests for us, Justin. Yeah, I don't hot sauce the fucking ankle. I don't know, man. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, I love hot sauce so much and I just want to be on a show with the hot sauce name and I'm stoked to be here. Um, it is not as hot in Denver as it is apparently everywhere else in the country. Mm. Um, it was, a uh, it got up to 86 today, which wasn't horrible. Ooh, so, um, but we're actually, we're off to Mexico on Saturday for two weeks Ooh. where it is going to be right around 90 degrees every day, which doesn't sound bad until I tell you that the humidity is between 90 and 92% every day where we're yep. staying. Yeah. So I'm going to melt, but it's fine. I just won't wear a shirt and none of those people have to see me again. So that's okay. So what's going on, man? IBT media. I've been, I've been playing around on that website. There's a lot of information there. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So during the pandemic, I ended up meeting up with Seth Wilcock, who created In Between Media. He was a journalism major from Indiana University of Pennsylvania and just had this idea of talking about football and life kind of derived from Matthew Barry and his everything that he does. And I had never written. I just always wanted to get into content creation in some way. And I was really like super new to finding these smaller analyst accounts. I had no idea this whole community existed and he was looking for writers. So I DM'd him. It's like, why not? Like, sure. I've wanted to do this forever and ever. And it ended up working out where I started writing for him and we just become really close. Uh, I would say he's probably one of my best friends in the whole world at this point. Like we're like brothers. We want to focus on the fantasy advice, but we also want to focus on the life part. Like we all love fantasy football, but we all also have, we have kids, we have spouses, we have girlfriends, we have school, we have life, we have jobs, and it's a lot to deal with. And we all have like incredibly unique experiences and being able to kind of put that out in the world. Like maybe someone will read my column. Who's like, Oh man, I've been through that. And that is rough. And I identify and I like, I'm so cool that I'm not the only person who's ever been through that. It started out as wanting to be like parenting stuff. And it's just turned into like general life, mental health stuff. And, but with like a focus uh, on fantasy football as well. So yes. Yes. Amazing. Cause it, it's almost like the backbone of the, of this website is there's this whole fantasy angle that, you know, I like the fantasy NASCAR and the fantasy golf option. I've played the fantasy NASCAR. Have you guys played fantasy NASCAR? I have not. <laughs> no. Pretty cool. I have. <laughs> Justin, you have not Mr. Mississippi Southern guy? Kidding me? No NASCAR in your hood? No, nah, man. No. So, <laughs> uh, look, I ran enough circles in college. I don't want to watch cars in circles. Mm. <laughs> I did. I did as a kid. We would. My dad would put it on. We'd watch about 20 laps or so. Both of us would pass out. And then whoever woke up for the end of the race would get the other one up. Hey, man, wake up. Race wow. is over. It is kind of like basketball in the sense that, you know, the last two minutes are the ones that really matter the most. But, yeah, I got into NASCAR um, like 20 years ago, really. Uh, almost around that time. And you're still into it. Uh, I'm not still into it. I have been to a few races. I've also played fantasy NASCAR, which is actually pretty cool when you know all the drivers and stuff. 
Yeah. Which I well, Talladega is on my bucket list to go yeah. to Talladega. I was married once before, and my first wife's family was really into NASCAR. I was into IndyCar when I was a kid. Al Unser, and that's when Michael Andretti was like in his heyday, and Mario Andretti was kind of at the back end. I got to go to a couple races because we had the Denver Grand Prix. So it was an IndyCar road race, and I saw Mario Andretti roll his car in front of me. Probably like, I don't know, maybe 100 yards from us at the yeah. most racing's cool i've never gotten into nascar but seth is big into nascar and we have elliot hicks who is also on back road which is our nascar show yeah we're do, we're trying to do all sorts of different things like fantasy football is cool but also we have some fantasy hockey content that's going to be coming up for the 2021 2022 season we're looking at getting into fantasy baseball that's a tough one because none of us play it because man that shit is complicated your wife is a part of the community and she's yes a significant part of the community where'd you guys meet this is one of my favorite stories to tell because it's so unique at jen paul the, the better half of this duo for sure clearly, clearly. way smarter way prettier we went to rival high schools we took driver's ed together didn't know it we had a lot of mutual friends in high school like because our schools cross paths in a lot of ways now was she cool and you were just a nerdy guy or how did that go down so she was really cool <laughs> i went to catholic school for nine oh. years and then i went to a public oh. high school and like that was murder so no i was uh kind of a recluse like skate punk kid when i was in high school and i played baseball i lived at a place that her brother owned he was my landlord before i ever knew her i was a degenerate and couldn't pay my rent so her brother's like well you're gonna help me build a fence at another duplex uh -huh. that she happened to live at years later I was working at, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of old Chicago pizza yeah. and beer place. And she was a regular and I became friends with actually my golf DFS show co-host Connor. Cause he was also a regular. We started talking one night. She thought I was super creepy. She called me creepy cook guy for the I longest could, time. I could, I could see that. Right. Justin. Dude. So I had this, like, I call it the chin sword. Now it was a goatee that was like skinny. A chin ran, sword. I like that. But it ran like this long. Ah, you were that guy, huh? Yeah. No, ah. it, I was 20, 24. Well, 24, had, you're allowed to have a chin sword. When yeah, you're totally. But she thought I was super creepy. I don't blame her. I looked like no, Jesus I Christ either. when I was uh, 24. I looked like I was homeless. So <laughs> one night we started talking at the bar. She was a regular and I'd like been like noticing her. She asked me, she was like talking about like where like different places you've lived. I was like, oh, I lived in this white house in the basement. It was a duplex in Wheat Ridge. She's like, well, what's the address? So I told her, she goes, what was your landlord's name? So oh, Brian, she's like, that's my <laughs> older brother. Oh, she's like, wait, you're the guy who helped me build the fence three weeks later i moved in with her oh well, look at this guy huh tyree kill quick right there right totally um i don't know man it was a weird thing like we bonded over sports music lifestyle things we enjoyed things we did we were like essentially like almost the same person but different right. enough to where she was all right all right yeah all yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. long story Except short Long story short, <laughs> we work because she's responsible and I'm an idiot. So at least there's that difference. Love sports, have played fantasy forever. And like, we just kind of bonded on that. That and our love of music. Jaegermeister, to be, to be fair.
Dang it. You know what? One of my best friends drinks Jägermeister. And as a result of that, I have to drink Jägermeister. He drinks Jägermeister. He's in probably the top 10 in the United States when it comes to Jägermeister consumption. It's disgusting. It's delicious. It's just so as really a result, expensive. I have to drink fucking Jäger when I'm hanging out with him because he's just like, no, oh, man. So, yeah, man. I'm just like, eh, all right. Hey. Fine, man. I just sent him a picture. I found a bottle of Jäger in my fucking freezer. And I sent him a picture. And I was just you like, guys- hey, man, when are you coming by to drink the rest of this? Well, speaking of Jaeger, have you guys ever been to a baby shower that uh, had a cooler full of Jaeger? No? Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. That night, I, I can only remember bits and pieces of it. We call it the Jaeger baby shower, though. The Jaeger baby there was shower. All, all, it was a co-worker. I'm, I've been in the bar business for about 20 years, uh, Nate. And it was a co-worker, and she got knocked up. Uh, <laughs> it was a child and all. Congrats. Congratulations, Justin. Right. No, it wasn't. No, 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 no. <laughs> so she and her family were inside. All of us degenerates were outside on the deck. Somebody brought out a, a cooler, and they had filled it with Jaeger, and it had a pour spout. Oh, and yeah. You can just imagine how that went. Of course. So. That's amazing. We were we almost bought a Jaeger fridge. Have you seen the Jaeger fridges? My buddy's got one. Yeah, it's gross, man. He's got like Did six you... bottles in that shit. It's like yeah, <laughs> I mean, not recently. Like I'm talking like 15 years ago. Right. But right. We almost bought one. We still drink it from time to time. It has 57 herbs and botanicals in it. Like it's good for you. That's very healthy. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like exactly. I'm just just looking Perfect. out for just looking out for my for my gut. immune system and my gut and <laughs> yeah. all of it. So my it's heart. Like a super drink. You know, there's Jager bomb, Jager bomb, Jager bomb, Jager bomb, Jager bomb. Super drink. I love. So that. are you the Jager bomb guy or are you just the Jager guy? No, just. I mean, I was talking like 10, 15 years ago, Jager bomb guy. 15 years ago, Jaegerbomb guy, chin sword Jaegerbomb. Yeah, no, I was creepy. Like, I'll own it. I know I was. Your handle is very complicated. It could be very simple. Guys. Yes, it, it is. FF chin sword. Ooh, I don't hate that. <laughs> it would have to come back. <laughs> well, but I want to get laid, so I'm not growing it back. Well, that's how she's, yeah. That's how you got her in the first place, man, right? The no, how sword. I got her was shaving it off and growing it. Ah! Yeah. She didn't talk to me until I got rid of the chin sword. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> and fair. Sword. Like I would, I mean, I would have been concerned if she would have talked to me with the chin sword. I don't think that's yeah, someone I would have wanted to marry. Right. She might not have been the, uh, can, the level of uh woman that you wanted to can acquire. You imagine the conversations, how the endless conversations with how many people when she was like, but he's got this, f- this fucking chin sword. <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. Like, how many people know, like, did she talk to about it? Right. You know, she there's, no, like, there's probably the work, the work husband, you know, then there's the, you know, the mom and the sisters, the best friends, the college friends. The, you know, how many people did she discuss this with before she was like, and they were probably all like, just tell them that's it. You know, you, you know, you got to do it or that's the end of it. Right. I'm sure it was probably like hundreds. Now I have to ask her after we're done. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna need a oh, solid there's number. Gotta be, there's gotta be so many co- because that's what girls do, man. They talk to one another, and if she's close to the mom, the mom knows too. I don't know what he's he's got this, you know, whatever. Like I can remember, like I rolled in one day after a haircut, and the guy decided to leave my sideburns. My sideburns. Oh no! So she's just like, hold on a second, my my boyfriend just walked in with fucking lamb chops on his on his head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, whatever, man. Oh yeah, I did that once. I rocked him down to like right here. Well, I and can see that. It's not a good look on me. I'm too bald. Speaking of Jen, 
you guys came up with this this new concept and i mean i guess yes. it's gonna happen when the season starts the 32 in 32 so um it, there's many layers and we're hopefully we're going to start doing some divisional breakdowns now in this, the next this is in podcast form or live shows how's this going to be so we're going to start it out as a podcast, a uh, mm -hmm. podcast YouTube show. Um, okay. We're going to start with some divisional breakdowns. But the, the, the point of what we're doing, and this is an idea Jen had probably seven or eight years ago, and we just didn't know what to do with it until we found this community. Like, we don't know how to podcast YouTube. We didn't know all the tools and the things. Right. But it's 32 teams in 32 minutes. So it's going to be a 32-minute show. It'll probably run like 34, 35 with intros, outros, and stuff. But we want to hit all 32 teams in 32 minutes. The idea being a lot of people, the casual fantasy player who doesn't have 15 leagues, they've got maybe their home league and like a work league at most. Right. They need information that they can digest easily. Like they don't need us to talk about these crazy stats that we understand and we can quantify into something, but they can't. We want to give people the opportunity to get all of the fantasy advice they need in 32 minutes on their commute on a Friday. They're yeah. coming home from work. They can listen to a husband and wife argue about fantasy players for 30 minutes and be done with it and feel confident that they can sit down and set their lineups. Like we're not, we're not gearing for the like super deep dive stuff. We're going to tell you what we think and we're going right. to hit every team. And some teams will need 30 seconds. Like I feel like the Texans are going to require roughly 20 seconds of our time. Every uh, week Brandon, this year. Cooks. Right. Brandon Cooks. Like the Brandon Texans. Cooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Texans, the Jets. Yeah, right. the oh, like Jets that. there. Yeah. Come on, The Jets. Um, it, it, it won't have much to say about the Jets for probably the first couple of weeks, but week three, baby. Week three, week four, week five. That's when you guys are going to start. All right, spend a little more seconds on the Jets. I believe I'm not allowed on the Jets, but that's for another time. Um, yeah, I mean that's going to. You can go from 15 to 25 seconds for the Jets. So wait a minute. Oh, maybe 25 seconds. I'm going to break in with this one. What are you doing week three of the football season? Because I'm going to be in Denver. Uh oh, um, I'm going to be at the Jets Denver Broncos game. Jets. Ooh, Denver really? Yeah, check your calendar. And I'm also considering <laughs> Lake Street Dive at Red Rocks that same evening. All right, the Jets, then. The Jets Broncos game. We'll probably be watching football, and that's probably about it. So, well, I don't think there's, there's probably like one game on, or uh, at because I'm this time zone thing. Like, when is like a four o'clock Eastern game? Is that like a two p.m. for you guys? Two o'clock. Yep. So we have the eleven a.m. and the two p.m. That's my that's our my general slate. My brother-in-law moved to Westminster. Oh, dude, we're in Arvada. Like, we share a border. We were we we're almost Westminster. Yeah. You guys should. So he's a he's a person. He's a physical therapist. He's got a okay. Lot of he, he's looking to get into the sports industry as well. You could probably. Oh, nice. Your, have you ever DM'd an NFL player? Nope. All their DMs are closed. Well, not all of them. They might uh, be now. I I Denzel Mims. Oh, I love Denzel Mims. I, I tried to get Mims on the show. I wanted. <laughs> Dude, that would have been – I mean, you never know, man. You never know. I sent him um, uh, the Liz Loza episode. Oh, hey now. Ooh. See, and I saw that today. I was like, man, I Liz Loza, and now you're having me? Man, I know. A, you know what? I thought of that too. I was like, man, Nate, has got, he's got to follow Liz, man. I'm, I'm going to try to bring this pod up beyond <laughs> the Liz Loza episode. I don't Ooh. think I can beat Liz Loza, but I'll try. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna button it down and be better from now on. Uh, she that's all we're at, man. She does. She she tells it like it is, man. She's the real deal. We we yeah, love. She's from the hip, so it was fun. 
Yes. So, so okay. So, with all this fancy stuff, who between you and Jen, who started creating content first? So I did. Um, reached out to Seth, and he surprised to my surprise dm'd me back because i have no writing experience at all right. i haven't written anything since i was a senior in high school like a yeah. term paper um so i started writing and then it turned into this like seth and i were kind of like clearly trying to build something together a little bit right because it wasn't nearly like he didn't he didn't see it going where we've taken it this early and we kind of built off each other and we started having these like three to four to five hour Friday night conversations where, I mean, by the end of it, we were all just like hammered, but Jen was always a part of those. There was one night like Lucky her, right? No, she dude, she was all in. <laughs> okay. Like, she's a different breed, man. She's not, uh, she, she she's enjoys. A, she's a w, hashtag W O F F. She is, and she has fantasy football. She is, and she's got the woman of fantasy football koozie. Um, Ooh, where so do I do, find one of those? Uh, hit up Faith. She sure. won Come it on, from Faith. FF Confidential, I believe. I we know Faith. She's been on the show. Faith is awesome. Faith is really awesome. We we we, we aim one of our goals, or we want to be diverse, dude. Some of the best analysts in the industry are women, like Samantha oh, yeah. Previtt, Lindellians, Faith. Like there, there's so many out there. Victoria, who's got her gig with football guys now where she's doing the show with Troy and Dave. And it's so, it's so great to see. I wrote a column about uh, it. Tara time. Yeah. She's with dynasty Vipers. She's awesome. Oh, too. I love when we have, we have all these folks on the show and then when they go and do great things, I like, Hey, we had them on the show. They're friends of the show. We love all those folks, man. Yeah, totally. Oh, so we can't wait to have your wife on the show. I must've uh, scheduled the wrong person. I thought it was the, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I got the name, the wrong pole vault, pole vote here. You did. And everybody, everybody says that. I mean, Bo is singing her praises on Twitter today because she is the best half of us. What That's is, for sure. Oh, yeah. So there's got to be something that she's got a beef with you. Any pet peeves? Anything like that where she, that, that she's just like, come on, man. So there the are when you're taking a dump, like anything like that. There are two things. <laughs> and I didn't even have to think about them when I saw it. Well, one of them she pointed out. She's like, but this also. I uh, consulted with her on this one. Oh, of course, of course. Nice. One of them is procrastination. Ugh. I am like the king of procrastination. Everything's last minute. Like I literally write my columns the day they're due. <laughs> and I don't even like think about them before. Show sheets, most of them same day. Like I'm just, I'm horrible about it in all aspects of life. Yeah. Like yeah. I do things the day they're due for some reason. Drives her nuts because she's not that person. But I've turned her into that person just a little. So I think that annoys her endlessly too. Well, and the second, worse. dude, you're a fourth quarter guy. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, you see, I agree. She does not. You know, you're a bell lap guy. You know what a bell lap is, Justin? Yeah, I got an idea of what a bell lap is. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Everyone DFF. Are you saying that he's a tactical racer and that they sit back and yeah, jog? He waits and till, you know, okay. He waits till it counts, man. He wants Thank to deliver. You. Wants to deliver. You. you can't. Sometimes you can't sit there and like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you need to have. It's like a two minute drill, man. You need to fucking. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're. That's when you're at your you best. Me. There are plenty you of quarterbacks that that do the same thing. That they're not their best unless they're you know in a hurry up offense. Just don't be Tim Tebow. And stop <laughs> for three quarters. Tim Tebow. Be decent for three quarters and then kill it.
Don't yeah. suck. Ah, uh, he had some he had some interesting comeback wins when he was here. I mean, don't forget, I'm a that's huge Broncos fan. So. Right, that's what I'm saying. He was terrible for three quarters. That's well, true. Three, he was terrible for three quarters. Or three and a half quarters. All right, all right. And Let's then, get yeah. to Steve Tim T-Bone a little bit, though. Are we still talking about what gets under Jen Skinner? We cover everything. She's a procrast you're a procrastinating yeah. son of a bitch. And what else? And I'm a shover. A shover. So when it comes time to like organize or like somebody's coming over and it's like, oh, there's all the shit on the counter. Is this like an Elaine, oh, Elaine Bennett oh. from Seinfeld, a shover that way? Like I will sh- I'll shove shit in a drawer and then it'll be like, where did that thing go? And it's like, oh, it's in the pen drawer, but it's like a check. Right. Like, well, why did you put a check in that? I know I'm sorry, but I'm a shover and it dri- that drives her crazier than anything that I do. You mean but can you can you recall where you shoved it? So, uh, it's, it's like 50 50 oh yeah it depends on how long it's been since i shoved it because if like we're talking a month out from a shove like no way i'm gonna figure I'm out where confused it was confused about this whole shoving thing larry <laughs> do you ever have people stop over and you gotta clean the countertop off so your kitchen looks good and shit just goes wherever you can fit it that's what he's talking about oh, yeah so what do you mean you don't have a junk draw then uh because of me we have like eight oh, <laughs> eight of them holy moly and, and a junk garage and a junk yeah. basement. Well, the basement's not my fault. That's her brother's fault because he keeps giving us kids clothes. What's some weird stuff that's in your uh, your junk drawers? There's got to be something like just like, eh, I know this is in here, but. Well, now that we, I mean, we have a three-year-old, so there's all sorts of weird shit in all of our there's drawers. There's definitely now. an oversized rubber band somewhere. Oh, definitely. Um, uh, thumbtacks, weird batteries that don't make any sense. How many nail clippers? Oh, none, actually. Ooh. No, the nail I have clippers. Like three nail clippers in one of my uh, drawers. Mm. That's, where, that's, my, that's where I go for it. For nail spe- clippers are in one specific place, and it's Jen's side of our vanity in our bathroom. And they don't leave there. And I, I would never dare lose those. Ah, oh, dude. No, I cut my nails outside. I used to cut mine in the shower. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I keep nail clippers all over the house. <laughs> all over. Uh, there's probably 15 pairs running around the house. Somewhere, I, if I, I can't waiting for you to, ro- to fucking weigh in, man. Yeah. Jen, Jen has like the cuticle clippers all over the place, like yeah. in the most random places. Are, the, are those the ones with like this on the side, or is like a swirl involved with those things? You know? No, it's like it's like it almost looks like a needle nose, like oh. scissors, almost like, yes. but they're really tiny. We have those. I could probably find some down here somewhere. I'm sure I could. Ah. Yeah. I keep, th- I keep them around for like skin and stuff on my fingers. Because <laughs> I'm a, I work with my hands. So they're always super dry. Oh, so they're all totally. Clean, and I can't stand to like pull the skin. So clippers everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, so, so Nate, you guys watch football on Sundays, obviously. Yes. Who gets the remote? Who gets to choose what game is on? So this past season, for the first season ever, we didn't have Sunday ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, we went NFL Red Zone because oh. like pandemic and stuff and probably going back to Sunday ticket next year. Yep. Well, how many um, TVs? I mean, that's important here. Four. Okay. Well, then Sunday ticket count. The Sunday ticket makes yes. sense. Yeah. So on oh. the other side of my camera, we have a hundred inch projector that Nice. So we were like, okay, a week before Jackson was born, we finished building it out in the basement with a couch and everything for the uh, Mayweather-McGregor fight so we could watch it on the big screen. And then we added three TVs next to, like all mounted, so we could watch four games at a time. 
Nice. And her and Jen, and Jen insisted this was all her idea. Like we need four TVs. I'm going to uh, put you in contact with my wife. I'm gonna get Jen to get in contact with my wife so that I can go ahead and put two TVs on each side of my big TV. I work at Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm used to seeing TVs everywhere. Oh fuck yeah, man! So my setup, my setup is um, I have the big screen with the red zone, and then I have the Jets on the the side TV. Which yeah, is, on like, mute and yeah, or TV that's kind of blurry because that's all you really want to be able to see when you're watching the Jets. Well, I know. I just know everything's, everything's <laughs> HD, man. Everything's HD. No, I mean, maybe the Jets one day will make their work their way to the big screen. Who knows? But hopefully we're heading in that direction. We'll see. But right now it's red zone, front and center. That's I mean, that's all I need is, is that stuff. But yeah, I used to have the DirecTV package with six TVs. Now, not six TV screens. These are six TVs. Like, right, right, right. And monster... Right, right, right. A projection TV, like from 2002. This is uh, like the 500 pound monster during that, that you get off of eBay that I bought for like a hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, this is we're talking like 2007, 2008. Yeah. During my wife's first fantasy football season, we're watching TV and she goes, Why can't we watch this game? And I was like, Well, we don't have the package. And it was like the most glorious sound to my ears. She goes, Well, how much is the package? We got to get it. And I was like, Oh, yeah. What? Really? <laughs> really? Uh, okay. <laughs> just, are we done with the draft? There are three picks left, so we'll just say the draft is complete. The angry sports couple timer expired. Boo. Ooh. Ooh. 28-10. Shane is the worst. Shane Manila chose Jason Kroom. Philadelphia Ooh, nice. tight end with a 28-11. Oh, run DFF, dude. You could have made you could have held out. Oh, this was earlier today. Run DFF. Back to back picks, the 2808 and the 2809 select Hakeem Butler and Nick Vanette. Not bad. I like Nick Vanette. If, <laughs> if Noah Fant and Albert O both get hurt, like Nick Vanette's going to go off. That is possible, man. Oh, it's totally possible. Now Nate, I mean, you've been super busy today. You were like, you were like on six pods today before you made it to ours. <laughs> hey, Nick. I mean, hey, Nate, Nick is on the Saints now. He's only got to get past Adam Troutman. So you can. He's a better tight end than Adam Troutman. He might be, but. He's talented, man. He's talented. It's the 28th round. I told Larry, I got an NFL tight end after he took Tim Tebow. Clearly, he didn't have. Dude, don't sleep on what Tebow might do in that offense. I'm just saying, it's not a given, but there's a chance. There's a chance. All right, let's so so we've we've talked about Tebow a couple of times already, and guess what? Let's talk about Tim motherfucking Tebow. First of all, let's start from the top, man. Let's start from Urban Meyer. First of all, where are we with Urban Meyer? Is he the racist hiring WWE cameo guy, or is he a real NFL coach? Is he going to be Adam Gase, a laughing stock after year one? I think he's going to be Nick Saban in his yep. NFL stint. Okay, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, great college coach. Uh, we've and we've seen other college coaches. Steve Spurrier tried, and we see how well that he's probably actually he'll probably be more akin to Steve Spurrier. We'll go with that. I mean, he's going to give it two, three years and realize like this ain't my game. Like, I need to be able to recruit college kids and talk to their families, not try and sign right. these grown men to contracts. I was going to say, if you want to hear John Lobb go berserk with the fact that they took Travis Etienne in the first round of the NFL mm. draft. We put out four separate pods of the first round of the NFL draft. The fourth episode with John Lobb, he goes berserk. Travis Etienne is drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars because it is not a luxury pick. No, no. they have so many. They have <laughs> one in fifteen for a reason. 
Yeah, James. Yeah, right. Normally, the running back is the last piece of the puzzle. And they struck gold with James Robinson the year prior. Their defense is terrible. Okay, so this brings us to them signing Tim Tebow. Another thing that doesn't make sense. I know that he is going to sell jerseys. And do you really need to sell tickets when you already have Trevor Lawrence in the biggest city in the United States, right? Isn't no. Jacksonville the largest city in the United States? So Tim Tebow signed to be a tight end. My question to you guys is, that one, I have two questions. Does he make the roster? And two, once he makes the roster, what's his first touchdown going to be? Is it going to be passing, rushing, or receiving? Two questions. So, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll hit this. I do think he makes the team. I think they signed him because Urban Meyer wants his locker room presence, personally, because he's a, a good, like, stand-up dude with a lot of energy. And, like, if you look at that run with the Broncos, that was pure, like, I just want to win. Like he willed them to wins. It wasn't talent because it wasn't talent because he's not a great quarterback. He has a terrible arm. I just watched the um, game-winning touchdown pass to Demarius Thomas in the playoffs against Pittsburgh. Over, like, watch that highlight. That was a terrible throw. <laughs> terrible throw. Like there was almost no spiral to it. Like it was as close to being end over end to pitch. Demarius Thomas. Dude, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> but but Tim Tebow has the heart. And I think Urban Meyer's looking at, I need that heart in this locker room for this team to believe that we can be something. Because first of all, there are questions about him as a coach because he's college only, no NFL experience, and how poorly they did last year. And like, sure, we got Trevor Lawrence and woohoo, we signed Marvin Jones. What do you freaking do? But what else has changed? But you bring in a guy who believes in the team and maybe he kind of like ramps some of those people up. And I think that he's in a unique position to help Trevor Lawrence and his dive into this celebrity in the NFL being the number one pick. And Tim Tebow has dealt with all of that shit. He dealt with it in Denver. He dealt with it in New York. He dealt with it in New England. He's dealt with the media frenzy and he can help Trevor Lawrence through that. And I also think that there's a chance he could contribute as a bigger body tight end in some weird like wildcat packages or like throw him out in the slot. I mean, he's a big dude. I just don't know that a 33-year-old converted quarterback who hasn't played in the NFL in what, three, four years, five years? Eight. Eight, eight <laughs> years. Golly. Is all of a sudden going to come on and make an NFL roster at, a, at, at the position that has – most likely the largest learning curve. So question for you. If LeBron James at 33 years old and said, I'm done with the NBA, I want to play tight end in the NFL. Do you feel differently about him versus Tim Tebow? Or LeBron do you feel James the same? is 10 times the athlete of Tim Tebow. Well, okay. LeBron James is way faster, way like jumps tall, jumps higher. Probably yeah, I mean, better okay, fair. LeBron James can jump probably right. over Tim Tebow. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Oh, easily. It, it would be. Yeah, that's that's. A, I don't know. If that's a great comparison. Hold on. I don't feel like it's totally unfair though. Plus, given plus LeBron he... played. Plus LeBron played receiver in, in high school. Tim Tebow or Quintez Cephas? Really? In a, in a dynasty league. <laughs> <laughs> you have a new orphan in that dynasty league because I'm walking away. If those are my <laughs> two choices, forget about it. Come on. Who do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the guy on the waiver wire. Whichever one cost me less fab. So, <laughs> so Tim Tebow. Okay, how about this? You're in a 1.75 tight end premium. Week one, Cephas catches. Cephas goes for a touchdown and 90 yards on six catches. Tim Tebow catches 
four passes on six targets and uh, and a touchdown and a, and a fucking rush for whatever. Who, 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 who are you asking? I don't here? know what I'm okay, talking so about right now. I don't either. <laughs> I, okay, I, 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 the problem, the problem with this is that Tebow will be in a booth on my, on the first week. Of <laughs> <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's gonna be terribly hard to catch passes from the booth because quarterbacks can't go that far. I've seen quarterbacks, and I've seen where the booth is. It's a long pass. He's gonna be on. So, <laughs> he's gonna be in the booth on Saturday, so he might be on the couch right. on Sunday. Oh man, <laughs> that's what it is. He's gonna be in a booth on Saturday and on the field on Sunday. I can, yeah, totally. Well, sure. hey, man, you know what? Everyone ragged on me in the chat. I I took Tim Tebow. With the last, my last pick in this draft, and I I didn't have a 28th rounder. It was with the 27, whatever, oh whatever. So whatever, man. I took Tim Tebow with the 27th pick in a 1.75, and it's a big time premium for a first time. And then, and then I got Nick, and, and then I got Nick Vanette about a, a round later. So, right. well, whatever, man. <laughs> An actual NFL player. <laughs> hey, I've never been a Tim Tebow guy, but fuck it, why not? <laughs> Absolutely, oh, fuck man. it. How about Zeke Elliott, dude? Where, you, you're not a big Zeke guy, huh? I'm. I don't give a shit about Zeke. I heard you on the Sports and Me pod. Yeah, with Ladarius. So you don't have Zeke in your top twenty. Top Tell twenty Zeke. I don't. I just don't see it. I, I there's talent, but I think that he got cocky. And we've seen this with players before, where they have a couple great years, and then all of a sudden they get cocky, and like he got paid. And I don't feel like there's the determination. And maybe that'll change with Dak coming back. And I hope it does because I've got him in a lot of dynasty leagues. But I have a hard time thinking he's going to break that top 20 overall this year. There's too much going on in that offense. If Blake Jarwin's healthy, if Dak Prescott can play out the full season, you've got Amari Cooper, you've got Michael Gallup, you've got CeeDee Lamb. You've even got Tony Pollard. And there's so many things going on in that offense. I don't think he's a feature piece. You don't think at he's this a point one of the offense anymore? Well, who is then? Dak and probably CD and Amari. With that defense, it can't help but be Dak. Yeah, but exactly. Didn't Zeke have like 28 targets in the, in the four games that Dak played and finished? He did. So, he did. I just feel like that offense is going to shift away from Zeke because, again, their defense is bad. They're going to be in a position where they're going to need to score points, and you don't do that on the ground. Unless Zeke runs for 20 yards every other carry, you're going to have to be throwing the ball, and your best weapon in that is Dak and Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz. You're not going to be throwing those. When you're down by two touchdowns, you're not going to be throwing underneath. You're going to be trying to air it out and get down the field to score some points because you're running out of time. That doesn't favor Zeke. Not that he's not going to score points, just not top 20. I agree with you overall. First of all, in a dynasty league, I'm staying away from Zeke. I'm an ageist, so I won't take him. On the other hand, all the quarterbacks that are coming off the board, there's plenty of running backs to Mm -hmm. last year guys who have a year under their belt. You got Barkley coming back and McCaffrey coming back. Taking Najee Harris over Zeke. Oh, and you should be. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's an easy one. Yeah, yeah. that's easy. Uh, Derrick Henry or Zeke? Derrick Henry. I don't think I'm taking Derrick Henry over Zeke. Really? How old is Derrick Henry right now? 27. 27. And he just came, he's coming off a 2,000-yard season. I understand that he didn't get the touches early on in his career. Coming off a 2,000-yard season generally don't perform well in that second year after that. I think the conversation is more in the like Mixon versus Zeke range. Mm. Or you I know, like Josh, that. Josh Jacobs versus Zeke. 
Oh, everybody out on Josh Jacobs. Everybody but Dynasty Jacobians is out on Josh Jacobs. I'm I'm not out on Josh Jacobs. So and Jacobs, he's always banged up, and they got Drake. But I feel like Drake's going to make him fresher. I don't know. I feel like Drake's going to end up being the feature back in that offense. Ooh, no way. I think so. I know. No. I hate it when too. Has Drake I, ever I, been the Drake? A couple I, times in Miami. A couple times in Miami. But he I think there's. The I think John Gruden shouldn't be coaching an NFL team. Like uh, the, he just shouldn't be. And what he, I don't trust anything in that Raiders offense. Like I love Henry Ruggs, but I don't want any part of him. Right. I want no part of him. I don't want Brian Edwards. I don't want, right. if, if there's one person, two people, know. let's say two people I'm taking Derek Carr, Kenyon Drake. Oh yeah. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. What about? I thought you were going to say Darren Waller. Or well, okay, that's an off. <laughs> that's an off. I forget. Like, I forget. Darren Waller plays for the Raiders because I like Darren Waller a lot, and I hate the Raiders. So like, there's a disconnect. But yeah, Darren. Obviously, Darren Waller. He's the guy I'm targeting in the second round of my yeah. Scott Fishbowl box. Ooh, fishbowl. Nice, fishbowl. So. Right, so what division and uh, where are you drafting this fishbowl? I'm in the Rage Against the Machine division. Okay. Even though I'm wearing the Wu Tang Division shirt, I'm drafting from the seven slot. Yeah, I got a bunch of shirts. I'm, <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm accumulating. I'm I'm building them up. I've got the uh, Black Flag Potathon one. Jen was like, "Well, I don't even get it." It's like Black Flag Henry Rollins. She's like, "Are you guys on the Potathon this year?" We are not, but I am doing the Mental Health Potathon. So. When is that? Hayden Hurst? Yeah, yeah, it's the Hayden Hurst uh, FF face-off with Anthony Servino and Michael Hoff. They've mm-hmm. got Matthew Barry. They've got Michael Florio. Like They've got a really, really cool lineup, and I'm really stoked to be involved in that. Do you know when that potathon is? It starts oh, July 9th at 8 p.m. and then runs until July 10th at 8 p.m. I will be live from Mexico for that one. So, oh, that's amazing. That's how much my wife loves me. She's like, we work on vacation. It is so nice to have someone that is in this business or in this field that, that will let you do that. My wife would murder me. I'd be in a ditch in Mexico somewhere. So. Well, it, so it's funny because we're actually doing a show with 14P while we're down there together. That's oh, cool. we got double yeah, you know, when you guys can do stuff like that together. It makes yep. sense. Like, I'm on vacation. Let me just throw a podcast together with my friend. The 14P yep. guys were on the Christmas show, man. That was yeah. a lot. Yeah, show. I love those guys. Justin, Marco, like two of my favorite dudes in this community. Amazing wow. guys. You're a Broncos fan, right? Were I you mean, like Fields? Yeah. I can't believe he fell to us. This is amazing. <laughs> I mean, were you, were you, were you were there? So, and, and your wife's a big Broncos fan as well. She is. We were in separate rooms. I was on a show at the time and I was watching yeah. on my phone. I was like, Fields nine, we got this. This is amazing. She was watching the draft upstairs and she was like, Fields, he's still available. Amazing. And then they took Patrick Sertain and I was on a live stream. So I held back. Why? I don't, because it was a non cussing family. Um, there was no families watching dude no way I wa- uh, dude i wanted to <laughs> right i wanted to take my laptop and throw it across the motherfucking room. Oh. i was so mad <laughs> i was so mad what really got me is like okay you passed on justin fields for a cornerback you just signed a cornerback you don't need a cornerback we are 
deep at cornerback. Micah Parsons would have been nice. We could use a fucking linebacker. But no, you took a cornerback that we don't need. Unless that's part of the trade package to get Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. I don't understand why that. And I've heard Sertain, like all the reports out of camp that Sertain has been phenomenal. And that's great and fine and good. The one thing holding the Broncos back is quarterback. Quarterback, right? right exactly. The one thing that offense is ready to just blow. Like, the talent is unbelievable. So all of my Jerry Judy was just oh. hoping and praying that they would do something. Everybody. Anything. Come on anything we're stuck with another year of uh broken ass drew lock that's what it is for all of our denver broncos so i mean did they make it up for you make it up to you at all with the with the javante williams trade or were you just like oh crap giving away some assets for a fucking running back we could probably take in the fourth round Right. Um, so he can't throw touchdown passes on a regular basis. So no. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I love Javante Williams and he's going to be phenomenal. And he's going to supplant Melvin Gordon within the first three weeks of the season as the RB one in Denver, but he's still not a quarterback. We would have been fine having Melvin Gordon as the RB one with Royce Freeman as a nice little compliment there behind him. That would have been fine. We didn't need to get Javante Williams. Right. He's talented. We needed a fucking quarterback. Yeah. I said Drew Locke, but is when we get to week one, who do you think is going to be the starter? Drew Locke. Um, there's a lot of local reports coming out where he's been studying film with Peyton Manning because when you come to play sports in Denver professionally, you just never leave. So um, he's been at Manning's house just studying film for the last like two months. And that leads me to believe that the organization is going to want to roll with him. And I hope that it works out. I think the talent's there, but I just don't think it, I mean, ultimately we needed to make a move at quarterback. Yeah. The headspace uh, isn't there. Nope. 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 You think, you think Gordon's on the roster week one? Cause there, there been oh, yeah. trade rumors out there. I don't see them dealing him. I don't know what right. other team would want to get handcuffed to that contract. Well, maybe the uh, Atlanta Falcons, perhaps. No, <laughs> not for my Mike Davis shares. Come I would on. take. I would take Melvin Gordon in a heartbeat. But they can't afford him. <laughs> they can't afford him because the contract is not that bad. Because what he's got one year guarantee left. Two, right? I think. The two. Maybe but it's one. Melvin Gordon know. on the Dolphins, perhaps. They could use a. a, a I don't know, hate that depth there, Miami. But who does Denver get back in Miami? I mean, they have, they just uh, have a treasure trove of picks still. Yeah, I, yeah. Maybe Denver for Gordon. You know, he's unrestricted after this year. So I mean, any team that trades for him is only on the hook for you know One basically season. what he's on. Yeah, but Which would is you, only four and a half million dollars, four and a half on the trade. That's his base salary this year for. I love how we talk about this stuff and we're like, only four and a half million dollars. Motherfucker, give me four and a half million dollars, please. I'm retired. Yeah, give me four and a half million and I'm retired. Right? (laughs) Jen and I have done the math. Three million gets us retired. That's all we need. Easy. Easy. I live in Mississippi. It's less than three million here. For sure. Coming into this NFL draft, and now that the draft has occurred, where are your quarterbacks land, the rookie quarterbacks? So if I had to rank them, I'm probably going Fields. Lawrence Lawrence Jones, nice. That's hot, Justin. That's a hot one. That's spicy. Uh, You know, I've heard a lot of people say Fields. I've not heard a lot of people say Jones over Lance. Oh, a Jones over Lance situation trumps talent. I think Lance is probably the more talented quarterback, more physically gifted. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to asterisk here. 
I am not comparing, I'm not saying Mac Jones is going to be Tom Brady, have the right. same career arc, but coming out of college, he's a similar style quarterback. He's accurate. He's not mobile. His completion percentage at Alabama was 77%. Yeah, he threw is, 40 do, touchdowns and like four is, interceptions. That's a pretty good pro Do we know if he's accurate or, or do we know that he can throw the ball like it's a practice field because there was no one in his face? That's fair. But also the Patriots notoriously have really good offensive lines. That's, that's, that's a good so point. So you can put – Mac Jones should be the starter in that offense week one over Cam mm-hmm. Newton. Even oh, Cam he won't, he won't that, right? I think Cam Newton recently alluded to that. So there was a there was a report I read out of Patriots camp that really kind of swayed my thinking on Jones. They were talking about so they they had Newton and Jones run the same play back to back against the same defensive scheme. Cam Newton came to the line, identified the mic, and then made like one adjustment and ran the play. It was a crossing route to Aguilar. Aguilar caught it. It was kind of a decent throw. But he was down at, it was like a five-yard gain. Mac Jones comes in and runs the same play against the same defense, calls out the mic, makes like four or five adjustments, figures out where the blitz is coming, runs motion, hits Aguilar for a touchdown. Exact same play. So his football brain is above Cam Newton's football brain. And to, where did Tom Brady always, Where did Tom Brady win games? If we're being realistic, it wasn't oh, pure clearly. physical ability. It was pre-snap. He figured out what the defense was doing. If Mac Jones can do the same thing, dude's going to be a star. Could be rookie of the year if he That's gets the, the opportunity to play enough. The only Money. problem is that Bill Belichick hates rookies. <laughs> sure, mm-hmm. historically he does. And he, he also a, loves Cam Newton, by the way. He's a big Cam Newton yeah. guy. But you oh, can't. No, but I'm with you, man. I, I dig it. I dig that take. You can't ignore the football intelligence. And mm-hmm. I think. No, I think. And I think so. Maybe this year we find out was it Brady or was it Belichick? Yeah, no, we found that out last year. <laughs> I, mean, I had that yeah, same I mean, thought really, too. Yeah. <laughs> True. But camp, like, uh, dude, COVID year. Like, I'm not taking I'm a all lot about from COVID, that year. I'm all about the COVID excuse. I'm all in on the COVID excuse. And I, I feel, think that's I fair. Like, this yeah, year. but that's all, I, that only works if if Brady hadn't just won a Super Bowl on a sure, team that was the year before. Sure. Yeah. But sure, the, sure, sure. I mean, I feel. Oh fuck! I don't know. I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, did you smoke a bowl before you came on? Did yeah, man. I was oh, getting, boy. I was getting super psyched, man. Yeah, that's okay. burned one. <laughs> hey, me too. But that was like an hour ago. That was like an hour and twenty minutes ago. So I have this theory that there are gonna be guys, rookies, that pop off this season because of the lack of evaluation i think there's gonna be some deep sleepers that take advantage of the weak scouting or the the scouting that has been that was dampered by COVID. oh you know, i think there's gonna be some guys that were drafted late in the nfl draft that come out of nowhere it's gonna be a lot of out of the woodwork guys i feel in dynasty leagues can i give you one of my sleepers that i love and i've oh. been getting super late love it ramondre stevenson Ooh, Ramondre Steven season. Speaking of the Pats. That was Liz Lozier's sleeper, my man. I did a deep dive into him because I didn't know a lot about him. I'm not a big college football guy. Used to be. Used to be an enormous CU fan. I actually saw Barry Sanders play in college nice. at Oklahoma State, which was cool. Yeah. Stevenson is like a really bruising, brutal runner. He just, he powers. He powers. New England doesn't have that. Damian Harris ain't that. Sony Michelle ain't that. James White is obviously their receiving option. 
when Mac Jones takes over and you lose Cam Newton at the goal line, Ramondre Stevenson is the guy that you want within the 10 yard line. That's going to get tutties and it's going to happen repeatedly if he's given the ball because he doesn't care. He's going to go in head first and just like blow through people. He's a Legarrette Blunt, right? Yep, exactly. And you may ride him for like two seasons, three seasons at the most, probably. But when he hits, he's going to hit and it's going Ooh. to be big. And people aren't, I just, I don't get it. People aren't paying attention to him. And I'm like, fifth round rookie draft, Ramondre Stevenson. Yes, please. I will yeah. take that every yeah, time. Man. I'm yep. excited. I'm excited for Ramondre Steven season. I have him in a couple of places. So. Let's see what you did there. Oh, baby. I don't know, baby. What do you think? We should wrap things up, Justin? Yeah, you know, I think we've done pretty well here. A lot of we kept this one under two and a half hours, so that's solid. Listen, dude, my <laughs> wife is fucking home from work tomorrow, so I cannot. She's, you don't want them to see me sitting on a computer editing and shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants no part of me and fantasy football. Yeah, baby, let's turn this motherfucker out. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, we're at Nate Polvo, and he is a columnist. Let's just do this, Justin. Say columnist five times fast. Columnist, 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 columnist. Mm. Well done. Yeah, man. I don't think they could pull that off. Right no, before we came on, I did my voice, my, my stretching. I don't do a hat. You did? Like, you were Whoa. doing some exercises? Yeah, you know, absolutely. <laughs> little unique New York and red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Buggy bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not getting into that one. I'll be all over the place. <laughs> Well, well, anyway, we man, we are we very here. happy to have the senior digital media editor at IBT underscore media at 32 win 32. Win. I don't know. All, you got all this stuff going on, man. You're married to a cool chick, it sounds like, and we can't wait to have her on someday. Give us a quick edge of off chaos and FFBs, man. Just, just, just take us home. What else? These other two we didn't really touch on. So I've got uh, Edge of Chaos. It's a really simple show. Uh, it's once a week, every Tuesday at 7 Eastern. We do a family dinner. We talk some fantasy football. We have a theme for the family dinner. Uh, we've done frozen pizza. We've done tacos. We did sandwiches this past Tuesday. Hmm. Uh, we And a great lineup. We've got uh, FF Chef James Kreese. We've oh, got Chef is the man. I'm a big fan. Chef is the man. We've potted together. He's a great dude. He's uh, We're close. Uh, we've done a couple shows together now. Um, then we've got Corey Spela and Jeff Bell. At for whom Jeff Bell tolls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's my beau, my boo, my buddy. Um, and it's just like, it's really simple. We do like a fun draft, like a Disney character draft or whatever at the end. And nice. we talk about our food. We talk about some fantasy football. Um, and then we've got the at FF Thieves on Twitter. Um, kind of a new thing. It's going to be more of a collective. We've got a lot of unique content that's going to come out of there. Not necessarily all fantasy football related. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a wild ride. Um, it's a chat that derived from a Scott Fishbowl pick draft last year. Nice. That carried on. And then I was added to, this is my first year in Scott Fishbowl. So um, I got added to it later and it's just a band of friends. Like we're, we're all homies and we all have each other's backs and we decided to start creating content together. Ooh. It seems, seems like a natural progression. 
So All right. um, a lot of talent in the room. So it's an exciting thing. And we're going to be rolling out a roll call video, hopefully in the next week. Well, why don't you let everyone know what your current Twitter handle is, since you'll be changing it to <laughs> FF, <laughs> FF Chinsword. FF Chinsword. <laughs> so before he becomes FF Chinsword, where can we everybody find you at? So you can find me at Janate Jack FF J E N A T E J A C K F F on Twitter. Ooh. Write Ooh. it down. Write it down. We gotta. We gotta. Ba- you gotta hit the fucking. You gotta hit the back button on that one. There. <laughs> just, what search Nate Nate <laughs> just, just search Nate Polvault. Polvault and you'll be it works out. too. That's gonna pop. You um, ain't getting anywhere with that. Either. I also have. <laughs> hey Justin, what you got for this guy? Anybody else? Are we ready? Are we ready? <laughs> I think we're ready. I think we're ready. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Souls Podcast. One, two, three, four. Larry Monkey and Justin Rogers. Talking Dynasty Football, baby. Come get started.